Wakey, wakey, Iggy Biggy. Tis the Smart Coast Morning Show, blasting awesome sauce all over your interwebs. You know, I believe when I asked for the awesome sauce blasting, I wanted mild, not spicy. But that's okay, I can deal with it. Welcome, everyone. Good morning. Another edition of the Smod Coast Morning Show. My name is Will. Oh, my name is Trent. Wow. <laughs> no, that's you're not. Ra- that's my racist white voice. Oh, Brian Johnson has the thing voice. Oh, okay. White. <laughs> no, I'm not Trent. Hello, everybody. This is Ming. <laughs> Wait a minute. Now, hold on, Ming. I have to ask you. Uh, how long did it take you to refine your white boy um, impersonation? And can we hear it again? So, uh, I don't know, maybe about 15 minutes since you asked me to do it. Hello, Trent. Yes, it's that, I sound like a parrot. You, you do. <laughs> you sound like you should be riding on a pirate shoulder. Yeah, what? Uh, Run a cracker? Ah, yeah. Ready that's to cool. take the high seas on the USS Racist. That, uh, that's my honky voice, yes. Uh, oh, I guess I was wrong. I guess this morning show was going to be a little spicy this morning with sauce. Uh, absolutely. As for the awesome sauce, I deliver. Uh, like, a, you know, like a Chinese restaurant, I deliver. I deliver fast. Well, uh, you know, it's funny. By the way, good morning, everyone. If you want to take part in this morning show, it's really easy via program on Twitter. Uh, you just do hashtag shmorning show. That's S-M-O-R-N-I-N-G-S-H-O-W. And a little later on, we'll give out the phone number. But for right now... Uh, we have Ming Chen sitting with me today. Boy, this is just a, uh, it's like I'm just war- working the uh, the old View Askew tour. Yes, absolutely. It's crazy, isn't it? I yeah. mean, if you if you haven't heard enough of me already, well, here I am again, everybody. <laughs> that's And I'm sure that's the reaction that we're going to get. Probably. You know, it's just going to be like, oh, fucking Ming again? So this Seriously? is how I ha- Are you familiar with the whole 2019 takeover? Have you heard the Wall Flanagan time phone? commercial they've been running on Tom Steve Dave. Yes, I have and I absolutely adore it just because of the the persistent loop of podcast audio that's going on in the background and then as you come in as Ming the Merciless, I was just I was sold, man. <laughs> it's crazy. A Walt, you know, runs Jane's on Bob Secret Stash, uh, does a great job at it. He could work at an ag- agency. He could work at like a, like a Chiat Day who did the Apple 1984 commercial. He could be at Ogilvy and Mathers. He could be a madman, but he—he—it's he, uh, not in his cards. But you know, <laughs> do, those ads are brilliant. By the way, Doobie Snacks on Twitter says, "Uh oh, Ming finally killed Trent." <laughs> um, no, the 2019 takeover ads are great, and the thing is, uh, and I learned this um, on Sunday. By the way, if you don't know, Netheads number 146 just dropped. Uh, special guest Kevin Smith and Jason Muse on that one live from Death Ray Comics in Logan, Utah. Uh, you can see that at uh, smodcast.com forward slash netheads. Uh, one of the questions I had asked, because I've, I've always wondered this, it's like, what is the the driving force for Walt to actually participate at the level he does in comic book men? Because, you know, he, every time I've met the guy, very subdued, you know what I mean? Yes. Not, yes. not the guy you see on the show. And he goes into a great story about it. So if you want to hear the resolution to that, uh, go listen to that. But uh, if there's any one thing I've learned, it's that when Walt is engaged for some reason in something, like he he takes a, an interest in it, it just goes nuts. Like with the podcast wars and then podcast wars two. <laughs> yeah, the bicentennial battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's what I love. Yeah, very subdued. But uh, if he and it's it's usually something pretty simple, hockey. Mm-hmm. Comics and every and game show game show hosting 
He loves freaking. This is a kid. He must he must have been sick a lot as a kid. And you know what do you do when you're sick? You watch game shows in the in the morning. And and I think he's a he's a closeted game show host. You know, it would be interesting for you to test that theory out just by taking the game shows of our um, childhood. Get Walt on your show or next time you're on their show and say, you know, I brought a little something, you know, with all your your participation in these uh, in these competitions as the host, you seem to excel. I have a funny feeling as a kid, you used to watch a lot of game shows. So tell me if you can name these game show themes, right? And then just play the music and then see I, if he can nail them. I bet he could nail them. I think uh, if if he didn't have such an aversion to wearing suits, like, you know, stick that skinny mic in front of him, I, I, I know he could do it. I, I, I know he could do it. I wish. Um, now, when he does these live, when, he, when you guys do these things and he's doing the, um, you know, the show, the game show host role, does he use the stick mic, you know, like, like Wink Martindale and... You know. No stick mic. He, um, oh. I remember a mysterious Amazon packages started arriving. I don't, and I don't know if he ordered them or not, but they were, um, they were buzzers, like the game show buzzers. No. They, so we had, um, I, I think I have one just out of reach right now. Uh, there's a, like, you know, like a correct answer, a wrong answer, and he had kind of the Family Feud ones that he had bought too. Oh, that would... and you, you know, Walt, Walt doesn't buy anything. So, <laughs> well, I, I, like, I, man. You don't buy nothing. Let's actually correct that. I don't really know Walt very well. Not not the way you do. Um, and by the way, let's uh, let's get this out of the way. Uh, usually it's Trent and I. Right now we're first of all. This is Tuesday this morning. Usually it's Marty, you and crew. But the, yeah, what happened? Well, the you crew are well. At least Marty, he's on a cruise. So really? It's, yeah, he's on the Marty you cruise. Oh, all right. I, I'm just I'm just loving all this. Let's keep going. What else things that you know, Marty you made some stew. What else can we do? Oh, I'm I'm in heaven. Oh, that's wow. You're freaking Dr. Sue. You're rapping right now, dude. Oh, let's not get started, my friend. I cuz I I got to tell you something, Ming. Yes. I want a rap battle and I want to take you down. Oh, you and me? Yeah, not right now. This I'm not springing this on you the first thing in the morning, but not prepared. I want to no, but I let's go ahead and get prepared, and then I'm just I'm gonna tear you up eight mile style. All right, we're gonna we instead of all the Skype stuff, yeah, we we're gonna have to do it face to face. So next time we're face to face. All right, we'll go for the freestyle rap battle. It's gonna You're be on. on. Uh, so usually it's Marty, you and crew, but they are um, on hiatus for two weeks. Marty will be back next week, along with all of his wonderful cast of characters. Uh, did Emily go on the cruise with him? I doubt it. I don't know. I don't know. No, he probably brought Bill. So that way he's just got a good voice of, of whatever, you know, continuously the whole trip. Um, hey, are they potting on the cruise? I mean, I've no, never no. cruise of you. No, no, it's no, it's just Marty and he's gone. He's on vacation. Okay. So, uh, you know, good for him. So yeah, we're filling in this Tuesday morning, this morning, because, you know, if there's anything that uh, I think Ming and I love to do, it's a podcast where nobody asks us to. So I figured I do it all the time. (laughs) And plus this last week I had, or yeah, the last week I was trying to help push ticket sales as well as I could for our live show in Logan, Utah. Yeah, you did a great job. Yeah. So then I figured, well, we filled in last week. Why not fill in this week? But the problem is, you know, Trent has had to get his shop back in order because he he really like packed up all this, almost all the stock. And almost every shelf was actually moved in the alley behind his shop, so that way he could accommodate the number of seats that we did, which what? which was a hundred. 
Right. So uh, just to get a sense of scale, how big is this store? Okay, well, um, I, I could give you a good relatable scale. From what I remember of the Secret Sash, well, you remember the Secret Sash in L.A.? I do, yes. Uh, if you went to the, the back wall before you could go, you know, in the back area, that's about, I think, the total shape, uh, size of his shop. So then shave another maybe 12 feet off of that for the retail space. Just okay. a little bit shorter. So not big. No, and it's not much smaller than um, the Secret Stash uh, at 35 Broad Street, Red Bank, New Jersey. Right. So uh, home of the comic book band, right? Yes. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I didn't say that. Season four this October, yes. I didn't say that right. I, I apologize, Ming. Um, you always do the delivery so well on all of your podcasts. Do you think you can just drop in and do it right now? Yeah. Uh, well, yes. Well, I am sitting here at the home of the comic book man, Jane Sound Bob Secret Stash, 35th uh, Street, right back in New Jersey. There we go. Now it feels complete. I feel whole again. <laughs> yes. Um, so it, it's. It, it's not a big space, and usually he's used to doing like a maximum of about 60 seats. So he could have still had more re- – like literally there was just a cash register, a little bit of a glass cabinet that the register was on, and then some action figures behind the, that. That was all the retail it was, and they were able to move – Outside, you said, in the alleyway? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, he had a storage room. I could have walked by and been like, hey, comics. No, no, no. The, the shelves were empty. All the stock was inside. Okay. Uh, which, by the way, it it was just, it was gangbusters good. And the thing that I don't know is, I don't know when people are going to be able to hear the episode of Get Old that we did. Um, because, well, not that we did. I had nothing. I pressed the button that made the music go, and that's it. Um, which, by the way, I screwed up at the end. That made me feel really good. Yeah. Uh, it was wrapping up. I had an itchy trigger finger, and literally, like my pinky bounced on the key twice. And you <laughs> use sound plant, so that means not only did I play the file, but yeah, I played twice, and it echoes over each. Yeah, it kind of echoes over each other within ten seconds. Uh, oh, it was horrible. Anyway, uh, which was great though, because he's like, "Oh, I guess we're getting played off stage." <laughs> like, uh, no, no. But I don't know when that one's going to air, Ming, because I and I tried to tell people some special stuff was going to be happening this weekend. Now, like on the episode of NetHeads that just dropped, you're not going to hear the actual special announcement that was made on it because uh, I'm actually saving that for a later time. Uh Oh, all right. And I can't go into any more detail than that. Uh, And then um, the people that got to see Get Old. Uh, they got approached with the weirdest thing, which was they were asked for their cell phones. So before going into the show, oh, everyone put their cell phone in a Ziploc bag, wrote their name, number, and other things on it. I've uh, I've seen this process done before. Uh, you know, usually before preview screenings of oh. you know certain cinematic. Um, um, not masterpieces, but, you know, cinematic screenings. Huh, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, we, uh, and two, uh, one of the things is they said, uh, there's a, a write-up by Big Shiny Robot. If you go to uh, facebook.com forward slash netheads on air, you can see the link, read the article. Um, but the, I started the thing, I told them, I walked out, because we had to do uh, press for ABC4 and the local newspaper and that. So I went outside because I knew they were going to be waiting, and I knew what was going down at that point. And I just told them, look, uh, it's going to be a little bit of an extra wait, but I swear, guys, going to be worth it. Yes. So I looked at the people at the front of the line that heard me, and I said, okay, pass it on. 
And they literally did. They just started going, hey, you know, it's going to it's going to be worth the wait. Pass it on and travel so the whole line. Start freaking riot before the show even begins. No, but I built up the anticipation, man. Yeah, and, yeah. and it turns out that audience got to see the and me. Thank goodness. The That's... first 30 minutes of Tusk. Oh, oh, yeah. Good. Oh, my God. Oh. That that's crazy, dude. Yeah. That, that's, I mean, talk about a surprise. Now, Ming, I have to ask you, have you had the chance to see Tusk yet? I have. I saw everything except the scenes they shot with uh, Johnny Depp. I oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Spoilers there, Captain. That's Easy. That's, that's, been, uh, that's been announced, well, dude. Not everybody is all down well, with the media, bud. It, all right. Well, uh, you know, JD is, you know, he may... Well, what it, it's true. he all... is in it he is and uh i haven't seen that part though so you got to see everything but the the pickup shots they did in la yes and exactly. i only got to see the first 30 minutes and it gets even more messed up it's oh man it's such a good movie but it's if it's another way if you saw red state you're like kevin yeah <laughs> you get hit on the head like what happened it's another it's like that it's so out there and crazy and, and effed up um if you like horror Feel like Michael Parks. Feel like Red State. Mm-hmm. Feel like movies in general. If you're looking for something a little different too, you're uh, you're gonna like this movie. Man, it is. Uh, well, and the thing is, I'll tell you. In the car, uh, I was talking to Kevin. I wasn't talking to Kevin. Pardon me. In the car, I blurted out and hoped for an answer, a question, and uh, thankfully one did come from the back seat because I said, uh, after that Justin Long picture, I have to say. I'm actually nervous about seeing Tusk because, you know, the like the Saw movies and stuff aren't my thing. And he just said, don't worry, dude. It's it's not that kind of film. Right. And sure enough, it's not. It's just from what I saw, it's amazing. And I don't want to say anything about what I saw because I do not know what is right and what is wrong to say because I haven't really been in this kind of position before. Uh, But there were other people. So that being said... Um, I don't know when the Jay and Silent Bob will get out because it was the post film Q and A that happened. It'll be. It might be this fall then. Yeah, and one of my one of my uh, listeners on NetHeads pointed out, and I wasn't even aware of this. So, with this Sunday's episode, if they don't release a Get Old this week, NetHeads is actually going to surpass Jay and Silent Bob Get Old in number of episodes. Wow. Boy, this is great. This has been so far nothing but 15 minutes of apparently me uh, hawking my wares. I'm sorry. Hey, no problem. Now, my question is, um, you know, you did this whole kind of like a one-year anniversary party at Death Ray Comics where Kevin and Jay came out. Oh, yeah. Did a live podcast. How the hell did all this happen? Okay. Uh, I didn't even bother to ask. All I I said, uh, all I heard was uh, we need to cite up uh, Kevin and Jay are going to Salt Lake City. (laughs) To do a live pod at, at Trent's comic book store. And then we got that further clarified down. Okay, well, first let me go back. All of this was going on at Trent's comic shop, Death Ray Comics. So uh, he's not here this morning because he uh, had to get the shop back in working order. and He's just, he's just wrecked. Yeah, he's freaking exhausted. The guy has been through the longest week of his life, okay? And and he's not, a, he's not as addicted to potting, I think, as I am, nor you. Right. So that's why he's not here. So how it came to be, um, the story's out there, but it's it's just really simple. There was a, an AMA that was going on, and one of the things they did is they said, if you donate $25 during this AMA, uh, you'll enter for a chance to win a Google Hangout with uh, Kevin. So, you know, like a one-on-one. And then when 
Kevin found out who the winner was and he realized it was within the family, he started looking up information on Trent, you know, for the hangout. And that's when he saw the comic shop has a theater. And that just suddenly just sparked some idea in his head. And that's how it came to be. He's just like, oh, that'd be, let's go and we'll celebrate the one year anniversary and we'll do in like an intimate little thing and we'll offer merch boxes for the, with the tickets. And he just, it was an amazing level of energy. I wasn't ex- expecting it at all. So this was all his idea. Oh yeah. Yeah. This was, was all right. Kevin. Nothing from us. I've never, honest to goodness, ever since I have been working with the finer organizations of Kevin Smith, I, in general, I've almost asked for nothing. I really have. I think occasionally, on a very rare occasion, I may ask for a tweet. I think I've only done it twice. Yeah, same here. I I did like a logo contest once, which Mm -hmm. was vote based. I was like, hey, can you, you know, you tweet, you know, maybe bump up the vote count a little bit, and it worked. Yeah. And, you know, before Amanda uh, Bynes had her little <laughs> moments, you got her. Or maybe that's the reason why she did tweet to you on Kevin at Kevin's request. I don't know. And, uh, um, well, I, I think she'd probably been whacked out by then. We just didn't know it yet. <laughs> it hadn't, it hadn't settled. Wh- you know what? She was definitely whacked out when she said that. But um, there was an instance where Kevin asked her to tweet me a happy birthday. This mm-hmm. is because she um, started setting dogs on fire and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's how it all happened. It was all Kevin's idea, and and that's it's crazy, great. Dude. Yeah, it was it was really really fun. I'll tell you one thing though, nothing more sobering than going back to your ordinary nine to five the next day. Like, oh sure, like wow, well this was amazing, and the people love Kevin, and you're on that periphery of excitement, and you're just like, oh this is so cool, and then the next morning you're on the commuter train next to somebody who clearly decided that oral hygiene is optional. So thank you very much for that. Well, you know, without playing, without pain, you don't feel the pleasure as much. So, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. It doesn't appre- make you appreciate the finer moments. That uh, that that is nuts, though, to wake up and see that news. That it's like, hey, let's let's do something at the store. Yeah, let's, well, let's, let's do a live pod. We'll come out, me and Jay, and uh, and you know what? Uh, why while we're at it, uh, you guys do a pod too. I'll jump in with you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do it on this day. Yeah, and that, that it, it it really floored me, and I think uh, I love it. who does that. Nobody, right? nobody yeah. does that. I mean, do you see uh, Ryan Reynolds dropping in on comic book shops? When's the last time you saw that? Well, actually, I don't know what Chris Hardwick does in general, so I shouldn't say. Anything. I don't think Hardwick's doing stuff like that. I think <laughs> he's just doing major venues. But you know, in this case, it really was a win-win if you think about it, because um, it helped raise uh, brand awareness for kevin in utah yes uh, it helped out the comic shop um it was a quick trip relatively speaking you know like an it, hour and came in did a they they both came in did the pod and turned around and left yeah wow yeah. and i only came in the night before to make sure i would be there yeah so i i was in and and had i known how little trent would want me to do around his shop to help out I probably would have just stayed in Salt Lake the night before. Yeah. But um but so I drove and it's about a on a bad time it's about an hour and 45 minute drive from the airport. I mean, I got them back in about an hour and 15 on the way back. So it's it, that is quick too. Yeah. So you know, and and for them to do that. I mean, cuz really they didn't get anything out of it except for those wonderful things I just said. It, and it was just a good time all around. Podcast out of it, and um... <laughs> well, the other thing too that's funny about the entire thing 
is sitting on the periphery. You know, I feel I'm glad for my friend. This awesome thing is happening. And then you see on Facebook anytime he would announce it or like uh, the last minute we had a great sponsor come in, the Salt Lake Comic Con. They would make mention of it on Facebook. And always the response is like, why Utah? I should have named the episode Why Utah. <sighs> because that's all people kept saying. And so much so we, we stopped at one place on the way up. And, you know, within moments, he got recognized. And he's like, where are you going? And Or he said, why are you here? And he's like, oh, well, we're going to go talk. And he's like, where? He's all Logan. And the guy's like, why? It's so far. <laughs> but these guys think an hour and 45 is four, far. That's a that's chump change. Uh, you know, for, for ballers like you and me, yeah, man. Yeah. Nothing, man. We're men of the road. As a matter of fact, you just got done with the road trip, didn't you, Ming? I did. I just got back from Boston. I was at the Walker Stalker convention up in Boston. Uh, if you're a Walking Dead fan, mm-hmm. uh, convention filled with Walking Dead cast members, present and past. Now, where present- do, where does the stalker portion of the name come in, though? I do, well, actually, well, it's funny you should mention that, Will. Uh, this whole convention started um, out of, based on a podcast. There were two dudes who did a Walking Dead podcast called uh, the Walker Stalkers, I believe it was called. Oh, and they decided for one episode that they would travel down to Atlanta where they shoot the show. They would visit the set and maybe see if they could get some um, impromptu interviews with some of the cast. Mm-hmm. And it's such a great time that they wanted to bring that, their experience to a convention setting. So what they did was they set up a Kickstarter, raised enough money to start a convention um, about a year ago. And it kind of snowballed from there. So they've done one in, in Atlanta. They did one in Chicago. And they did this latest one in Boston. Oh, good for them, man. Yeah. So they, uh, so I think, I can't remember how many guests they had last time. This time they had 22, 22 current and past cast members. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really, really awesome. And again, um, we got to ride the Walking Dead's coattails and uh, they they lumped us in. They got, they invited us us out. I like the way you say that because really it's like, you know, once again, riding the Walking Dead's coattails. I don't mind at all. I mean, who doesn't want to ride the coattails of the hottest TV show on the planet? Oh, not, not a bad position to be in. I'd give my left nut right now, Ming. I'll be yeah. honest. Yeah, it, so it's cool. And yeah, you know, I was watching the show even before this whole comic book business started. So I'm, I am a fan of the show. So it, it is really cool for me still meeting the cast members. And um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's it's one big party overall. Everyone's everyone's happy. Everyone's in a good mood. Everyone's dressed in zombie makeup. So it uh, it's it's it was fun. And for anybody wondering, uh, yes, Brian Johnson did was invited, and he made it up this time. He 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 uh, he, he actually, was actually missing conventions, so he, people people were a little worried. But he actually put on his big boy pants, and he and he and he got himself out there, huh? Uh well, to be more accurate, I got him out there. I <laughs> Did you, did you have to hog tie him? What did you I do? Did not, I did not. I just said, uh, "You ready to go? I'll be there at three thirty. I pulled up to his place at three thirty, and he was he was waiting. Nice. And um, by the way, that wasn't a comment on his weight—the hog tying thing. It was just a never no, mind. No. By the way, are, so you are coming to us from the stash right now? Or are you at the poker table? I'm at the poker table, the 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 famous poker table where recorded episodes of Smodcast, Tom, Steve, Dave, Puck Nuts, I Saw Comics. What, morning show, S&M show. What time does the shop open today? So, a shop always opens at 11 a.m., except for Sundays we open at noon. Oh, so, okay, good. So nobody's giving you any leering looks right now. 
No, okay, not at all. I, I like I like podcasting when the store is open. I mean, you have to kind of watch your language if you see little kids in here. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, it reminds me of um, of uh, you know those shows they would do like outside of a window. I think. Uh, oh uh, yeah, yeah. Like in Hollywood Nights, you'd see that they had the shots. Or no, no, no. Like American Graffiti with uh, Wolfman Jack, and yes. it would be those studio shots. Yes. You know, it, and that's what I don't know what it is. I've had a love affair with radio my whole life. I, uh, I've i yes. always enjoyed it, uh, obviously. I've crafted, I, I, you know, a lot of people don't know this. I actually had a voice like Screech's, but through sheer will, I turned my voice into this. <laughs> like so, that? Exactly. So uh, I've always been enamored with radio, and that is one of the things, That's that's like uh, my lame dream. I guess the best way to put it is I've always wanted to have, even if it was an internet broadcasting one at this point, I've just wanted there to be somewhere along a downtown, you know, main walkway where all the businesses are. There's just the one studio with the window right there so people could see you broadcasting. I don't know why. I, yes, I, I, I wanted that as well, Will. No way. Mention that. Well, I I remember. I think I was in high school or middle school, and I was do I was taking some kind of radio and TV class, and I remember the instructor telling telling me, "He's like, you know what? It's legal. You could go to Radio Shack right now and buy a transmitter, and it's legal to have a radio station under a mile. I think was the rule. The mm-hmm. FCC rule. Yep. I was like, wow, really? So I started looking it up, and I found out the equipment was way more expensive than you know, past my middle school budget. Um, but I remember one of the things I wanted to do was have a set up a 24 hour like all Led Zeppelin station. Ooh! And I was like, man, this would be awesome. And I and I got my friend uh, who also liked Zeppelin. I was like, yeah, man, let's do this. And then we looked up the cost of the equipment, and we were like, yeah, I don't think this is gonna happen. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we I mean we were, we were all ready to go to Radio Shack and drop some money on 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 a little low range transmitter and and it didn't happen so and and now you know what you can do you can just pick up a from radio shack for i think it's like 50 or 90 bucks you can pick up an fm transmitter kit yes where where you can just build a little black box with an antenna now and just like plug anything that's mp3 driven or not but serial mini or rca plug right into it i as a matter of fact uh earlier in the millennium millennia no. Yeah, because we're in the new millennium. Yes. And what I'm trying to say is somewhere around the year 2000, I was um, involved in uh, the Comedy World Radio Network. And at the time, you know, you couldn't stream things to your phone the way you could now. But what I did is I, I ended up building one of those and I rigged it at home so that way I could use any radio while I'm doing yard work or what have you and be able to listen to our programming while I was working. Yes. And and so, uh, I mean, it, that probably wouldn't wasn't even going beyond a block. But still, <laughs> you know, you could you could have your tiny little own area. Now, there are other places like here in San Francisco, there's at least two quote unquote pirate radio stations that they have those yeah they they do and they're operating in a way where that's crazy like it, to me the whole yeah i remember yeah i remember like oh man we could you know there's a pirate station we're hijacking the airwaves and like now like basically every podcast is a radio station mm-hmm. yeah there's no need to to actually broadcast on the airwaves anymore you know i haven't i haven't gone back and looked at it so i don't know if it holds up especially with where technology is, but 
I want to go back and watch Pump Up the Volume now to see oh, if that, it, that was that was one of my influences as well. Oh, exactly. Great ha- movie, man. Triple H, baby. Happy Harry Hard on. Harry Hard on. You know, like eat your cereal with a fork and uh, and uh, do your homework in the dark. Yes. Oh, you're you're making my nipples hard right now, man. I I remember seeing that movie and again. I was like, man, I would love to do this. Right. Incite riots and and have actually. And the, and the one thing you see in that movie is that you know he's got a huge an audience. Everyone at the school is listening to him. Like I, that's what I wanted. I wanted people to listen, mm-hmm. and I could play whatever I wanted and do. Have no rules. And uh, I remember there were scenes. I, I think he would go on like every night at ten. But you know he didn't have to. He could he could go on whenever he wanted. And people would pull into the football field where the reception was the was the best and listen to it. And I was like, man, that would be awesome. Exactly. That would be, I, yeah, I, that would be the dream. So now my question is, Ming, uh, because I know uh, through the years you, you've done some little things. Like you were a, a set extra in Dogma. Yes. Right? So you had your entertainment exposure there. That was fun, yes. But where was the, when was the first time you sat down on mic to do a podcast or the like? a good question that's, that's that's a good trivia question i think it had to be an episode of tell em steve dave where I, I must have been walking by and they're like ming ming sit down mm-hmm. i want you to weigh in on something so we can make fun of your answer and i don't know what i, I want to say maybe it was like episode eight of tell em steve dave may have been the first time I, I was actually behind a microphone for a podcast okay and in that moment did it unleash the beast uh no it didn't i was if you listen back i, I think i'm probably stumbling around and, and probably sounding very uncomfortable mm-hmm. and i think shortly after that we started doing puck nuts yeah and with the assumption that walt was going to run the podcast mm-hmm. the biggest devils fan biggest hockey fan and when the when the team started tanking um, I mean, when the team loses any time in general, it changes his mood dramatically. Mm-hmm. You get it's visible. So somewhere, uh, I think it was episode five, he kind of decided why we were podcasting that he didn't want to really lead it or, or really do it anymore. Uh, and that fact, so you can, and so I think in episode five or six of Puck Nuts, you can see that I was like, all right, I guess I'll, I guess, I guess it's on me. No, Brian, Brian's not going to want to lead in Sunday, Jeff, probably not. So you know, I'll tell you, by the way, Ming, that uh, I really hadn't listened to Puck Nuts at all because, yeah. you know, unfortunately, I'm extremely Californian, not so familiar with hockey. It's not in my blood, that kind of thing. Uh, but at the point where the title came out, Three Ming Circus, <laughs> suddenly I'm like, oh, I got to go back and listen to all this just so I can catch up to whatever this is. That was about the point where I think the season was about over. Mm hmm. Jersey had no chance of making the playoffs, and Walt was like, "That's it, I'm done." Like you and Jeff just do this. Mm-hmm. So, all right, well, let's 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 find a a uh, a gimmick, some kind of um, some kind of way to make the show uh, me and Jeff's own. So I came up with the the three Ming Circus, which was three hats, and uh, we would throw random topics into each one. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, yeah, that's, that was the Three Ming Circus. I, I there, there's been an outcry out there, like bring back puck nuts, bring back puck nuts. Awesome, I would love to. I mean, you you know me of all people would love to, but it, it's all it's not puck nuts without Walt. Do you think you have reached maximum Mingosity now? Probably. I mean, Probably. the thing about podcasts is that you know you do, you do, you do it when you want, you do as many as you want, and if people listen, great, and if no one listens, great, you know. So, do you think this drop in on this show may actually be doing oversaturation at this point? 
Nah. Okay, I good. I don't think so. I, I, um, I, I, I think uh, the moment it becomes too much is when I'm like, ah, you know what? I think I'll do a show by myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, by <laughs> the way, Madam Macbeth on Twitter brings up, uh, Kev is not a conspicuous guy unless he takes his jersey off. Guess what? When the guy travels, he's not wearing that. He's no. like he's like a superhero. I got to admit because before the venue, you know, they needed a few minutes to to get themselves together. So we went by. My, oh, right. is that well, code for something? No, no, it's not code. Literally, you know, they just wanted it was an hour and a half in the car. They wanted to refresh. Well, I don't know. Well, because they both went in the room, but Jay came out really fast, so it, it wasn't anything involving both of them. Okay. Um, and and then so, but Kevin walks in there, and then he walks out, and he's in the full jersey. I'm like, he's like a superhero. He he's yeah. like Clark Kent going in the phone booth. Yeah, and and um, he brings multiples with him, different logos. Mm-hmm. You know, decides at the moment. It's like, hmm, you know, do I go with the Smodco jersey? No, do this Smodcastle jersey. Well, okay, Sir jersey. Which one do you think he went with? Um, I would guess, I would guess maybe Smodcastle. You know, you kind of had the little theater feel of the Smodcastle. <laughs> you nailed it. I'm proud. Oh, of you, man. Right. all right. You win, my friend. You awesome. win. I don't know what you won, but you won it. Uh, by the way, I don't know. Have you ever had a chance to listen to our version of the Smart Coast Morning Show? Uh, I have, yes. I've tuned in when you guys are live, yes. Awesome. Well, usually, and I'm not going to put the pressure on you to do this. I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to walk over, and I'm going to take to the uh, skyways, if you will, of the internet <laughs> here on the Smart Coast Morning Show. Hey. I'm going to hop into the Smellicopter, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you guys... It's the morning internet traffic report. Every good morning show uh, yeah. provides internet traffic, the things to look out for, the things to watch out for. But we broadcast on the internet, Ming. Yes. We're, we're, we're global. We're major. We're big time. We're bona fide. Yes. Or we're not. I'm not sure which. So we, uh, we like to tell you guys the things that you're going to hear about today. You're going to see it endlessly in your Facebook feed. You're going to be seeing it all over Twitter. Or you're going to hear it here first, and you're going to be ahead of the curve and maybe get ahead of some of your friends. Uh, and, and so that's why we like to bring you what we feel uh, the pulse of the Internet is on right now. Like this morning, I think this one we've already missed the boat for being able to give you a heads up on. Okay, which is? Second UK trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy dropped oh, last night. Right. Have you seen it? Did you watch it? Oh, I did watch it, my friend. And it starts off just the way I think it should now because we're getting close. You know, it's getting there. And so when you see this, this is supposed to be in the same uh, universe, if you will, as the other Marvel movies. So suddenly we're in space, though. And how are we in space? How are we getting introduced to this? Because in the long run, you know, the thing that you ask is, how does this all tie back to the whole Avengers line that we're building up to for the second movie? Or the third movie? Who knows which one? And and in this, you know, it starts off with Chris Pratt's character being abducted. You know, he's like, I was just a little boy when I left Earth. And then it sees him getting abducted. And that was perfect for me because now it answered all my questions. He was abducted. That's why he's way out there. He's the only connection we have to Earth. and But he's off on his little adventures. And that's right. what can help bring them home. Yes. So and, and other than that, still lots of great footage. A little bit more of Rocket Raccoon. Uh, I mean, he's he's if he hasn't blown up already, he's gonna. Everyone's gonna care about uh, a space raccoon uh, by the end of this year. I think so. I think everybody's gonna be carrying around a little stuffed uh, stuffed rocket raccoon. Oh yeah, 
Yeah. Now, when yeah. you when you first heard the news that they yes. were doing Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> yes. movie, what did you think, Ming? I had the same reaction as everyone else. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, really? I'm, I'm, it's they, they were taking a property that the mainstream had no idea about, could care less about, and um, you know probably didn't grow up with. And I'm like, I'm like, how are they going to do this? How are they going to make people care about this? And then maybe about a month or two ago, the trailer came out, and in two minutes. They made everybody care about it. It's, oh, yeah. It's brilliant. It was just uh, within moments of seeing it, it was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. As, then, as Kevin says, take my money. Take yeah. all my money. Take all my Here's my wallet. Just take all the money out. Take the credit cards, too, and, and, and just make sure I'm sitting in a seat uh, when the movie opens. And uh, I, you know, I was asked yesterday by somebody, like, do you think uh, these comic book movies are, that they'll ever reach a saturation point that – it's gonna be overkill, and and maybe maybe it's too much. And I, I pointed over to this movie. I was like, "Listen, if, as long as they're good, and they put effort into making them good, mm-hmm. and make sure the script is strong, and, they, and, and if they just make it good, it, it doesn't matter." And you know, point over you point over the Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, again, it's something that nobody. If if you go out in the street and ask ten people if they're even familiar with it, you'll get one you'll get maybe one person who'll be like oh yeah yeah i remember that Mm -hmm. um uh and if you're like hey would you see a movie about that i don't i don't i don't know yeah maybe yeah i don't i don't really think we're ever going to see a an oversaturation of these because there's only so many studios with their hands in the pot if you will what i think we're going to see is it's it's really going to be a question of when does marvel falter that is yeah. going to be the point where people will lose their tolerance. At the point where Marvel screws it up, it'll be over. Uh, until that time, I think we're just fine. And the only thing that you know we need to see, and and you know, Man of Steel was a risk, and now they've got a major risk with uh, Batman v Superman, or Superman v Batman, whichever damn one it is. Um, that's going to really be what sets the tone and shows us whether it's going to work or it's not going to work for DC. Because, you know, they just released, or they, Nikki Fink just, uh, Nikki Fink, pardon me, just released their timeline. And if you want to hear more about that, you can check out this past week, this new latest episode of Hollywood Babylon. They cover yes. it in there. Um, and if DC doesn't do it, I think we'll see less comic book movies, you know, if they can't make this work. But... I have a funny feeling that they're going to do everything they can to make sure it does. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I think they learned with Green Lantern. Well, I'm also hoping they learned with Man of Steel because there were a lot of issues. And, <laughs> you know, like, for example, they, well, maybe it's the fault of the writing. I had a major problem with all of the destruction. If anything oh, yeah. else. I, that was my biggest um I think my biggest hang-up with the movie. Yeah, the first moment you see any one of them go through a building and cause it to fall down. First of all, still too many of the uh, 9-11 images in my mind to walk away from. But also, you'd think like, okay, Superman would somehow grab this guy and take the battle elsewhere. Right. You know what I mean? And by the way, why is it when they're in outer space fighting and they come back down, they just come back down right on top of Metropolis again? How does that happen? I, I don't know. They have very good geography. Uh, it's like laser. It's like those laser guided missiles. I guess. They're, Let's go back to where we came from. They're like that one friend I had that could just always know which direction north was. Yeah. You know, wasn't good with any of the other ones, but he knew north. So then he by byproduct knew the rest. 
Yes. Um, so good for him, but ooh. yeah, so, dude. You know the the, the the Earth is covered with you know whatever seventy five percent water. Like you know, you can take it out. Take the battle out there. Quit, mm-hmm. quit killing millions of people while you're throwing each other around. I, I agree. Yes. It's mm-hmm. not. It's a little less cinematic though. Well, plus, it, yeah, but dude, we're talking about like people. You know, that's the whole thing I'm looking at the whole time. I'm like, Jesus, I hope those people are out of the buildings. Right. Because, you yeah. know, the Daily Planet people, they were all working and they all had to scatter. Right. Um, yeah. I think, uh, you know, you, you see the the, old, the, the older movies, um, the uh, the Richard Donner Superman, where or um, I point to Superman, too, where in the beginning he saves a little kid who falls into Niagara Falls. Like, you know, he that, you know that was one kid. Mm-hmm. One kid who, um, you know... <laughs> one kid who who brought death upon himself by screwing around Niagara Falls and Superman still saved him. Like, what happened to that Superman? Yeah, who, exactly. Who would, who would drop everything to save one kid, and now he's, you know... Now, smashing he, buildings, snapping necks. Exactly, and, 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 yeah. I mean, look, even in the comic books, Superman didn't try and kill Doomsday... Uh, when, uh, you know, he came back to life. No, he straps, or no, that was the cyborg, I think, that did it. But still, he, he was impersonating Superman, so his best intentions, you know, just strapped the big bad thing that could kill Superman to a gigantic rock and got it the fuck out of here. Yeah. You know, couldn't kill it. And so I would have thought there would have been another solution he would have tried. Anyway, let's not rehash Man of Steel. Nobody wants to do that. Zack Snyder. Yeah, but let me tell you something. Uh, we've landed the smellcopter because I'm going to give you a little gem too, Ming. This is going to be another thing that people are going to be talking about. Let's step out of the nerd world for a little bit, even though I never truly leave it, I don't think. Uh, but one of the things I've done on this morning show here and on NetHeads is is maybe, you know, the polite way to put it is I, I've really been enjoying Jimmy Fallon's show. Yes. Uh, the other way to put it would be that boy, I've been slathering this guy's nuts a lot here. Uh-huh. But he's got a good thing going, Ming. And okay. one of the favorite bits that they've taken from um, Late Night to The Tonight Show is the special editing of Brian Williams' news footage <laughs> to make him rap. And last night they dropped, you're going to see this all over the place too, uh, him singing, uh, last time the ba- the great one was Gin and Juice, and I thought that was the best one possible. <laughs> they one-upped it. Here's just a little, s- oh yeah, here's just a little sample of Brian Williams rapping Baby Got Back. I like big butts and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny that when a girl walks in with a midi bitty waist and a round thing in your face, you get sprung. Wanted to look tough because you noticed that butt was stuffed. Deep in the jeans she's wearing. I'm hooked and I can't stop staring. Oh, baby, want to get with you and take your picture. My homeboy's trying to warn me that that butt you've got me. Me, me, so horny. Now, the best part is the me so horny, Kathy Lee Gifford. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, be sure to go check that out at the... It's like hundreds of hours of footage some editor had to go through. Well, and that's the thing I think about when I see that is just like, oh, the poor guy. The poor guy that's just got to find all these sounds to isolate. I don't, no, I don't feel bad for him. I think that's that's a fun assignment. You that's, think so? Yeah, out of all the stuff that he's got to edit, that he's ever edited, he's like, hey... We got something here for you. Uh, you know, it might, it's going to take you a little while. You uh, do this. I, I still can't but believe. I would, I would jump at that. I still can't believe they can pull it off. That's the part that gets me. I mean, because it's just, uh, it's melodic and fun. I wonder if we could do that here. Are you Walk, kidding me? All Flanagan rapping. Anybody? Ooh. 
<laughs> oh! I mean, there's there's certainly enough uh, audio footage of him. Oh, no. Ming, That's... you bastard! You've now taken up every free moment of my life. Really? I, seriously, I, and I have no free moment, so it, it's not going to be me. Oh, I I have a new pet project I'm going to do. <laughs> Yeah, boy, and it just so happens I have the entire Tell Him Steve Dave library at my fingertips. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, and then what we do is because you know the guys aren't going to hear this shit at all. They're not no. going to have a clue. No, no, they don't. They don't straight past their own podcast. So, so you'll be able to drop this like on your. Oh, that's the thing. I'll put it together, me, and you have to be the one to play it on your Monday morning show. Absolutely, the S and M show. S and M show. Oh. Every- 630. You know, you you got me, you bastard, on that one, by the way. How's that? How Cause, so? Because you were talking about, we're going to have an S&M show coming up. Yes. It's like, oh, right. You're talking about, like, whips and stuff? Like, well, not exactly. Not exactly, but but we're going to do it. Oh, I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. And then it, it came on, and I'm like, oh, you clever bastard. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Marketing. But it, it apparently it's the bane of Brian Johnson's existence. It is. He's he's not fond of it for whatever reason. No, so you have to be the one to premiere that, and yes. and oh, absolutely. and we'll start off we'll, we'll start off with Walt, and then we'll move on to to Bry. Yeah, I, I mean this could go in any number of directions. Yeah. This is this is great. Mm-hmm. This is great. Oh, that's a great plan. And the other nice thing is the be- beautiful part is if the audience actually hears this, yes, they're gonna. F- Freak the flip out and try and do it too. So we're going to start a thing. This is going to become the new um, Baba Booey song. Yes. You know what I mean? It's going to become an, a Robin song thing of Smodco Internet Radio. Well, here, here's here at the thing. There, there, are people, there are people out there with far more free time than I do. So mm-hmm. they, can, they, can do, they can do it even better. <laughs> Ryan Connolly points out, I'll talk over God. Sorry. <laughs> I do that, that a lot. That was good. I'm going to look up the other ones. Uh, done also great red shift on twitter points out why no nooner dan marty i'm confused what's happening marty uh, has gone away uh yes. not not for good he's just on vacation for two weeks ne- this time next week you will find him in this morning show slot again yes so they don't have wi-fi on those cruise ships that, 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 that is what i would be doing i'd be potting on a cruise ship i would you know, other people rock climb they, 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 whatever, all that, whatever they do on those carnival Kathy Lee Gifford commercials, mm-hmm. bring, I would bring a recorder with me and, and podcast on the deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would try too, just because, just because you said you did, right? Are yeah. We, are we starting to become those people where we're, we're now so desperate for podcast content? We're like, oh, let's try and let's see what it's like doing a podcast just from an elevator. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Brian and I did drive up to Boston as a five hour trip and oh. uh, he was like, hey, let's pod on the way up. Mm. Like, well, we were trapped in a car. We're like, got nothing else to do. So we brought uh, headset mics, mm-hmm. and uh, he brought his recorder, and we did. We podcasted for, I want to say, I don't, it was a five, about a five-hour trip. We we recorded about three hours of it. I would say. Wow, and and we think even if you take out the dull spots or the lows, that's still going to probably be two and a half solid. Yeah, I don't even know if there are really any lows. I mean, we went, we went. We went pretty consistently the whole way up. Uh, I mean, the only hiccup was I was talking about something. I was looking over at him, and he was like, "Dude, stop, stop!" And I'm like, "What?" And I look for, and I almost rear-ended a car at 70 miles an hour. But oh my god, dude! <laughs> uh, other than that, it was it was pretty smooth. And, he, and, and and there's nothing that makes a road trip faster than podcasting while you're doing it. Oh, hey, you know, actually, 
I got to tell you, Ming, that is is kind of where I got my start. That's where the the evil truly became manifest, if you will. On a road trip in a car? Not on a road trip. Well, at the time, uh, and we're going back into the late 90s. Oh, all them years ago. Um, Alex Bennett was on Live 105 here in San Francisco. And uh, Stern wanted San Francisco bad. So what they did is first they bought, and this is not, my theory, uh, well, okay, this is my theory, but this is what I believe. Stern wanted San Francisco very bad. He was in San Jose. He wanted San Francisco. So next thing you know, the radio station is bought by Infinity, which was owned by, you know, Stern. It, that's owned by, those are the people that aired Stern is what I'm trying to say. Infinity Broadcasting, yes. And then next thing you know, even though he still got a year on his contract, uh, he was, he was, it was pay or play. And so they paid him not to, to work for a year. So while he was in that year off, uh, Alex put together this uh, Radio Free Jack website. And one of the things he did is he would take listener-submitted shows. This was before podcasting was a concept in general. Yeah. And I started doing a weekly show because I had a 45-minute commute and, a head, like you said, a headset microphone. So I would just – I'd hit record. I'd start my commute. At the end, I'd stop it, maybe take some stuff out, and I submitted the idea. And they it 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 took on. It got presence on there. So my genesis comes from recording in a car. Wow. All right. So you're well familiar with that. So that's Make, my true origin story, man. It is. Podcasting in a car by yourself. Mm-hmm. That, that is. <laughs> that, 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 that might be the point. If I start doing that, yeah, <laughs> that, that might be the point where it's too much. Well, you know, the thing is, too, that sounds more like something somebody's doing in a closed garage, drinking a bottle of whiskey. Right, with the, the, the vacuum tube hooked up from the tailpipe into the window. Exactly. <laughs> But no, that's how I got started. But that actually ended up getting me exposure because uh, then when they were soliciting, testing out a live streaming thing, I I I was one of the people chosen. And then I had already also had a video set up, and I'm like, "Do you mind if I do video?" And they said no, so that's what I did, and up and everything was up and running from there. Wow! And I, I haven't looked, and I've I've been on the fringe of entertainment ever since. Yes, Grasp, right. grasping worked, at the hem. Worked out. Look at you now. Yeah, look at me now. I still got to go to a jerk job during the day. You might, might not want to say that so loud, but... Oh, I'll yeah. cut that out. <laughs> but, you know, you're hosting podcasts in Logan, Utah. Yeah. Jason Mews. There's a lot of people hosting podcasts in Logan, Utah, but they weren't live with those guys. And that was one thing, too. I So many faux pas, because I was just caught up in the moment. Uh, one of them would be, you know, I think typically when a guest comes out on stage, you're supposed to greet them or shake their hand or something. Sure. I don't think I moved. Oh, you, just sat, you just sat on your ass. Have like, you ever heard of Paralyzed with Fear? I think that's where I was. Paralyzed? Or, I, I, um, I can't imagine that. I thought maybe Trent. Trent, I would give it to, not you. <laughs> I know. Uh, I Or I just wasn't thinking it was. Or I'm just inconsiderate. <laughs> um. That's, uh, I understand that I, you were still in disbelief that this was all happening. Well, you know, the way I talk over everybody, I was probably just indifferent. Yeah. But how do you think it went overall, though? I think the shows went really good. You know, people weren't there to listen to us. And so if you listen to that uh, episode of the pod, it just it goes real quick right into getting Kevin on stage because I really knew why people bought tickets. They didn't give a shit about me. They didn't give two squats about netheads. I'm more well. You know, give yourself a little credit. Maybe one percent of the audience. Well, you know, give yourself a little credit. It's probably more like ten. Two percent of the audience. I'll give you, you three at most. You have an audience. We have an audience. It's not Kevin's audience, though. Uh, you know, no. I see 
numbers, but and I, you know, I wish I had those numbers, but I understand. Yeah, dude, are you? I'm in a world where I'm wishing I had your numbers. Nah, <laughs> well, that that's when you might want to pull the gun out, and uh, and yeah, I don't think so. Hey, numbers are where it's at, man, because then you get you get started on live shows, appearances, and ad sales. Oh, yeah, but yeah. you know, in the end, we do it. We do this for fun. In the end, oh, really? Uh, I mean. Uh, well, that's why I do it, obviously. If I wasn't having fun, I wouldn't be doing 800 podcasts a week. <laughs> yeah, it's not for the ad money. Doobie Snacks on Twitter says, David Chen would kill me if you potted from Cruz. Um, yeah, I suppose. Unless she was doing it with me. You're potted with your wife? No, she won't go on mic. Wow. I, I, um, there was one time I was testing out uh, a portable soundboard that I happen to have at home. And I was like, hey, why don't you jump behind the mic? And we recorded for about an hour or so. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that episode is. It was, it was, it was, it was good though. I thought it was interesting, but it was more. Yeah, we were just kind of talking, and I thought, um, yeah, I thought it was cool. I wonder if I could find it. it was some? It, it'd be something my kids would think might be cool. Mm-hmm. Might like listen to in like fifty years. Yeah. Uh, you ever thought about that? You you have kid. You have a kid. I do have a kid. You have a kid. Uh, and I. Now, <laughs> uh, you have all this recorded, um, footage of yourself. Uh huh. What you did uh, in your know, little history. It's kind of like, like a little history book of your life that oh, she can go back to and listen to. Not only listen to. I mean, um, the thing that I moved on to after play T- or after uh, Radio Free Jack was play TV. And I was doing a live video show from my house. A live TV show. Live late night talk show. Yep. Uh, video was just a novelty, though. It was still pretty much this. So I've still got a box of tapes from that that are on <laughs> SVHS. Wow, that are you pretty, were fancy. That Those they, are expensive. Yeah, and they've probably just been rotting in the heat, probably completely unplayable now. Uh, but one day I, I hope to get those converted over at least until digital, in case my daughter did want to see this kind of stuff. But, you know, I the way I think of it, I, I, I mean, unless I'm gone, I don't really think my daughter's going to listen to it too much because, you know, our families get this when we're not on mic, too. Right. So, you know, at least until it's much later in life and for nostalgia, you know, she's just going to listen to this stuff and be embarrassed. Because if it were my dad, I'd be embarrassed. We're all embarrassed by yeah, our parents. I mean, thing, like, I would love to, I would love if my dad was like, hey, um, I didn't, I never told you this, but I had a radio show uh, before you were born or, you know, while you were little. Oh, man. And here's, here's what it sounded like. I would, I would totally be into that. I would listen to that in a heartbeat. Now, here, here's the great thing, though, Ming. In this, in this little scenario you paint, instead, he's telling you this when you're 30, right? right. Yes. And what you find out is that for, like, a brief five-year period, he was the— Where'd you grow up again? Uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan. He the was the Howard Stern of Ann oh, Arbor, Michigan. That would have been that would be awesome, right? And so, and you don't even know this, uh, be, or actually, no, no, no. I'm sorry. He was the Howard Stern of, of Bangor, Maine. Okay, right. because it, it couldn't be where you're at, because then yeah. people would still know him. Yes. And then you have to, and then you go back and you listen to this. What do you yeah. think about that? I I would think that was awesome. I was like that. I was like I didn't, I had no idea that would just explode my mind. You know, you had a, you had a show where uh, you know you were berating people and uh, like you had strippers on there and uh, like oh, it'd be awesome. Especially when if your dad was just like the most conservative guy with you, right? You're throwing bologna at chicks' asses. Like yeah, <laughs> it'd be awesome. I don't know about that. Oh, that's that would that would mess me up. I mean, I, there's a lot of things. 
I learned when my dad passed, you know, because we got through his stuff. And it was just like, it was kind of like those connect the dot moments for yeah. me. And, you know, my dad was just a, he was a good old boy. That's really just no way, no, there's no other way to put it. He was also. Beer drinking, gun toting. Well, no, no, not gun toting. He was a, he was from Maine. Oh, Qu- okay. Quincy? Is that the, how it's pronounced? I, I believe think. so. I, I know Portland. I know Sacco. I know Massachusetts. Uh, Quincy, Massachusetts, not okay. Maine, Massachusetts. Okay, right. Um, and uh, he ended up he for his job. He traveled the company because he was uh, responsible for his company's leasing out a major construction equipment. Not sure if you're familiar with the name Komatsu. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yes. So that was used to be his job. So he was all over the place. And what I slowly came to realize, even though I didn't exactly consider like my dad, what would be the definition of a handsome man, but he made up for anything with humor. And uh, I definitely know now that I've seen everything from his life and in his possessions, my dad was just a a fun, love and drinking guy. And I'm almost convinced that before he uh, got married, he probably had a a woman in every town. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, And sure. And so that whole side of my dad just it suddenly came to light and like, oh, my God, my dad was a player. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, like, why didn't I get any of that? No, where's where's my swag? <laughs> I, what happened to my swag? He's like, well, it dried up when you know, <laughs> yeah. they, um, you know, he they capped the well, the well of swag. Yeah, and didn't that, get passed down. He's like, dang it, why? <laughs> so not, so not fair. Yeah, but that would be amazing. I, it, I don't know. Maybe you had a woman in every town before you got married. I don't know this. Nope. But I didn't, you know, knowing knowing what I know you, I'm I'm going to assume no. No. By the way, how long have you been married, Ming? Uh, it'll be 12 years this August. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and for me in September, it's going to be 20. 20? 20 wow. years. Wow. 20. This Congratulations. Is... Good on you, man. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Other than staying alive, this is the only other thing I've successfully done for 20 years. Yeah. Well, good job. Maybe not completely, but we'll see. Well, uh, there aren't many people who made it that far. So the only guy I know, I mean, besides uh, my parents or and their friends, is uh, I think Flanagan's almost been Flanagan's almost at twenty. So mm. I've actually been married longer than Walt Flanagan has been married. I believe so. I believe he got uh, no. I think he might be at twenty. You guys might be neck and neck. He may he may he may have uh, a couple of years on you. I believe I'm, I'm going to have to ask him. But he's a he's a loyal dude. Mm-hmm. And a good guy. And a good guy. I just. <laughs> You know, going back to the earlier thought with um, uh, Walt, TV Walt versus. Um, <laughs> yes, TV Walt should win a freaking Emmy, man. Versus regular Walt. Because, you know, regular Walt, I, I I had met him once before, and that's when I came in for the diabetes uh, screening. Yeah, in 1998, I believe, something like that. Yeah, so I was going through the sh- uh, shop, and he was literally leaning up on the corner, and I said, or on the counter, you know, the glass one right by the front door that we yep. saw first season of Comic Book Men. And I just said, "You mind if I take your picture?" He's like, "That's nah, fine," and he, and he's literally leaning on the grass for glass, you know, arm hands together, right? Not a care in the world. And I'm like, "Is it okay if I take pictures?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, sure, that take was, it." That take was it. the engagement. Yeah, and and but the nice thing, I will say this: he didn't give me any guff because I didn't, since I didn't buy anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Although I may have bought something, I don't know. I don't remember buying anything though. Something. But, um, I mean, that makes him happy. People buying stuff means a store, means an existence, means he can keep his job. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, as a retailer, yeah, he's a, he's he's a very good businessman. That's why the store 
has uh, has survived, whereas many have failed. Many comic book stores are not really around anymore. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and got, that's so yeah. A lot of people are on the show. It's like, oh, you're lowballing people. Like, dude, we're gonna stay in business, man. Yeah, like, we're not gonna give. We're gonna give everybody what they ask for once the first offer when they come in. Well, no, man, a little negotiation. And let's also not forget, you know. That's not the store's primary source of of revenue. This is not how Jay and Silent Bob's secret stash makes money. Right. You know, I correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't this sort of a a, a creation for the TV show in a way? I mean, the uh, prob- no, we no, we we definitely there. De- I mean, it's definitely more now, but there there would be people bringing in garbage or some very occasionally they would bring in gems to see if they could sell. <laughs> Ming- they look nice. We have vintage toys, and it's not the primary. Um, mode of business but we um yeah as a store of this this nature uh yeah it did happen i love your uh your your public relations skills there for retailers ming yeah you know there'd be people they'd bring in junk <laughs> yeah I, well no it, it it is even it's and it's it's times 10 now ever since the show's been on uh people have been digging up their stuff um thinking it's worth something because just because it's old and um and they'll bring they'll bring it in and uh, yeah, I, I say nine, maybe eight times out of ten, it's it's it is it's pure garbage. <laughs> well, you know, at least you're at least you're playing it straight. Yeah, and I love it. People come in and they're like, um, you know, I I, I sorted this all out for you. I put the older ones on top so you can oh, look. No, it's um, you know, they they think because it's old, it's worth something, and and it's like you know, old garbage is still garbage. Yeah, so, it is. Doesn't yeah. get any better. My face better. <laughs> like don't bring and don't bring in a cabbage patch kit for God's sakes. Nobody's going to buy him. No. Nobody cares. No. Teddy Ruxpin? Then you got my interest. Oh, yeah. Especially because you could throw a Sir Mix-A-Lot tape in there, and then Teddy Ruxpin could be singing Baby Got Back. Exactly. Just like Brian Williams. It's like Brian Williams. Which, um, by the way, innovator in the in the area of yes. rap. It's amazing. Absolutely. Thank you. Fallon's on fire. Good hey, on By the way, so since this whole, uh, you know, the whole comic uh, book men experience has happened yes. and i want you to be honest i want you to think about this yeah. thing sure has it changed you at all i don't personally no i don't think it's changed me at all maybe it has it given me more confidence sure i mean that you know i think that being on tv may uh may affect uh, your confidence level a little bit um my favorite part is uh you know going i've been going to a lot of conventions this year um, it's usually me, Mike, and Brian. Although uh, um, lately it's just been me and Mike. Mm-hmm. Brian has been having a, uh, a hard time attending these conventions, which he was contra- contractually obligated to appear at. Um, but uh, it's it's fun being on the other side of the table, being the Lou Ferrigno, if you will, or um, or you know, or one of those guests that shows up at at every con. It's kind of fun doing that, and. Um, Whereas I love it when people come up to me and they're excited and they're they're genuinely happy to meet you, and if you really think about it, it's like I didn't do anything, you know, I didn't save anybody's lives or I didn't change the world. I you know I guess I, I've been entertaining on TV and I mean they're they're really happy. They bring their kids. Their kids are happy. I love that. Um, mm-hmm. But flip side is you have someone like Walt who hates going to conventions, but on the rare times that he does, you can see he's just. It makes him uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I think it, 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 he really um, doesn't think, uh, you know, whereas I, I maybe think too much of myself, he's the exact op- opposite where he, you know, he he doesn't think much of himself. And to see people fawning over him is is weird. But um, 
Yeah, I don't. I personally, yeah, I don't think it's. I'm I'm still the same knucklehead I was beforehand. Um, I don't know if you've noticed any changes, but uh, I I think I I think I might be slightly more confident. Maybe, uh, you know, growing up, I you know I didn't I didn't I didn't go to school dance as well. I don't know if you if if uh, neither did I, man. I didn't go to my prom. I didn't didn't ask girls out. All that no no one I was pretty anonymous back then and now now that you know you can go out on the street and maybe maybe someone would will know you it feels good it's cool it's kind of like going to a party and everybody knows you and you don't have to uh, sit there and do the same old introductions to everybody and maybe um, you know try to try to get some kind of edge over everybody else where you know you appear more interesting than everybody else mm-hmm. that, part is, that part is fun so does that mean you wear the price might outfit to every convention yeah exactly you go wear the price might you know i cosplay as price might and uh, you know because why not why not why not take my shirt off and go <laughs> not, not enough of america has seen your nipples yet yeah exactly so you know <laughs> That's what the people are paying for at these conventions. So well, why not give it to them? So you guys actually you you sit at the table and do the picture experience too. We do, we do. I, I don't know how many conventions you go to, or I don't know what the last con you've been to, but it, it is. Uh, yeah, we do the whole. Um, I always point to Lou Ferrigno. Lou Ferrigno goes to pretty much every con or every major con, and uh, yeah, he greets people. He, he signs autographs, and um, and that, that's I think that's pretty much all he does right now. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, not a bad, not a bad life. No. Uh, I'm not going to tell you it's hard at all. So it's it's something I'm trying to take advantage now while I can because I know in you know maybe a year or two like no one's going to care anymore if if the show doesn't keep going. Yeah. So, well, yeah. I, that might not be the case. I mean, you never know. But you know, I mean, there's a probability. See, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do well. Maybe if I were finally on TV, I could do it. But just right now in the podcasting stage, I would be piss scared. As a matter of fact, I was. The last con I went to was the uh, Salt Lake Comic Con fan experience in April. Oh, yeah, yeah, you guys did a show there. We did, and I was just piss scared that it was going to be nobody in the audience because That's, it's still my fear. Uh, every con we go to, uh, they always schedule a comic book men panel, and yeah, the big fear is nobody shows up. Mm-hmm. And and with this one, we made a mistake. I I had uh, without looking at anything, I had told Trent, you know. You should ask for like eight o'clock so that just as the con is closing, people can come into our thing. Little did you know that, you know, if the cons tend to die down, even on a Saturday, they die down within an hour of closing and people start leaving. So is that what happened? No, it was even. Well, no. First of all, there were people in the audience. Thank God. Thank God. Some people did show up. Uh, But the other thing, too, is that the local radio station was running a party event. Where oh. some of the con speakers, featured guests, and the like, were going to appear, so we didn't stand a chance, <laughs> you know. But we, but we had a, a good dozen people, which is great, especially since you know you get the great. yeah, you get it free. You know, this past weekend we almost had a hundred, so, yeah. but that wasn't for me. Good but boy. I, but I would still be terrified. I, I just that nobody is going to show up, and, and especially sitting at the table for pictures, I would just. I'd be the one lonely table where it's just that one poor guy saying, you know, pay me to hit the guy next to me. I need to make some money here. Right. Anything. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's not for us. It's not nonstop uh, lines like, um, you know, the Walking Dead people like their lines are constant. And when I see those lines and then I see how much they're charging, like I start doing the math in my head and I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> like freaking Stephen Young is cleaning up, man. He got nothing to worry about. Well, you should just put on his uh, his Glenn costume. Oh, it's so I know. racist. I should have thought of that. So racist. Uh, 
Um, but hey, it's a good idea. Yeah, but um, yeah, I that 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 is well, that is that is a fear. Um, but the way I counteract that personally is, uh, you know, the conventions. Uh, me and Mike would be going if they were closer. Me and Mike would be going in. His Brian wouldn't. Um, but we we would we'd be going anyways. But now you know we get we get flown out to go to these cons. No, like, why not? Fancy, yeah. I know you guys are all. Last year there were like maybe I, I want to say like three or four things you guys w- went to, maybe yeah. a little more. Uh, but this year, like you guys are on this major summer tour. Yeah, so I'm trying to I'm trying to hit like ten this year. I think uh, we'll, we're going to Philly this weekend. Uh, Wizard World Philadelphia. Uh, Brian, Brian, Mike, and I. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that'll be like number six for the year. I think he'll hit it, man. Especially yeah. since there'll also be some of the ones you know that aren't aren't even set yet, and yes. ones that aren't in the book. So right, right. Let's bring these guys out. So, but you know, yeah. Ming, I got to tell you, after knowing you for so many years, I'm glad to see that good things really do happen to good people. Because Thank you. You have always been friendly and open with me. And most importantly, you've been supportive, and God knows why. Probably because I guess I just never burned you. <laughs> no, I I, I'm, I tend to help anybody out, especially you know good people like you. And and look, it worked out, didn't it? So far, so good. <laughs> worked out. I didn't know. You know, I'm, I met you in '98, so that was like freaking 16 years ago. Like I didn't mm-hmm. know this. We were, we were going to be podcasting or any of this was going to happen. So that's why, uh, you, um, you know, remain. Don't burn bridges, my no. friend. Don't burn bridges because I mean, unless the person is a real asshole, at which point then it's okay. Yeah. At that point, just write them off, scrape yeah. them off, Claire. Yeah, scrape them off. Yeah, those people you tend not to associate with anymore, and hopefully they just kind of go away. But um, yeah, it's it's always it's always good to help people out because you never know where you're going to need that help back. Yeah, exactly. And that was also a nice anecdote that that uh, Kevin had mentioned over the weekend as well. I'm not sure if it was on the show, but you know, he's just like. Because I say, you know, like, what do you, what do you, how do you handle it? And like, one of the things he said is, well, you know, you just, somebody gave you a moment of their time before, and that's why they're interested in talking to you now. So you got to at least give that moment back, even if it's just, hey, look, man, I'd love to talk more, but unfortunately I got to go to this thing, but thank you so much. And, you know, let's take a quick picture and then be done with it. Yeah. So that's, that really set my mind straight on a certain things because, there are people that have listened to some of the shows I do, and uh, unbeknownst to me, in some ways, we can actually be, even with my silly little NetHeads podcast with Trent, you know, we can be a shining star in somebody's life, and that is actually a good motivator to to keep going, you know, even if you're having a bad day or what have you, because you, you never know how this could help somebody else. I'm not saying our show is medicine, but when you realize even the, the Z-grade podcast that we are that we can actually touch people's lives that that means a lot. Yeah, I mean you might not hit everybody, but you know if, if you're going to hit somebody. Yeah. And it's cool to uh, that's why uh that's the whole reason I started the Clerks fan site many years ago was I wanted to see, you know, it was a, not a well-known movie back then. I wanted to see if there were any other fans out there. Mm-hmm. That all led to me sitting at a beat-up poker table podcasting with you right now. There you go. TV show called Comic Book Men. It's interesting. We, I think maybe we need to do like one sit-down show with uh, a lot of the, the major podcasters. We'll just call it Turning Point. And yeah. we're like, what, what do you think is the key moment that got you here today? Because there's always that one moment. Show. That'd be a great show, man. And that, that was the one moment for me, do, uh, getting, doing a clerk's website and getting a call from Kevin. Mm-hmm. Boom. There you go. Boom. 
And, you know, my whole thing with uh, being a fan of a radio guy and then doing one, deciding to do something in a car one day that wouldn't get me arrested um, (laughs) turned into this. So, but yeah, I love that turning point. I'm sure somebody's already got it. And and the only problem is you'd have to have some kind of weight or cachet, if you will, in order to be able to get juice going for that one. You know, you're not going to get Mark Marin sitting down telling stories to me, but you might get him to somebody else. You never know. Yeah, because yeah, suddenly, hey, he's, it's that quick upstart Will Wilkins. Have you heard about him? He's taking the podcast world by storm. I want to be on his show Turning Point. You heard about this shit? You heard about it? It's all over the place. Yeah. Anyway, well, we'll see. Or somebody's going to rip off the idea because they heard it here and I'm too lazy to do it. Yeah. I'm not lazy. I just don't have the time. Anyway, Mink, thank you very much for sitting on. I hate to cut this short, but uh, as I mentioned before, I've got a real job I have to go to. Got to get to work, man. I do. Plus, I got to try and sound process this real quick so it sounds nice and pristine for the re-air at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Awesome. See, as far as I'm concerned, I'm the only true morning show because we're in the morning on both coasts. You are, and the only reason I do my morning show in the evening on Mondays is so we can drink beer while we're doing it, while the store's <laughs> closed. So, Well, you know, it, for, for a lot of people, we're an on-demand experience anyway, so it's all good. Yeah. It, it's always morning somewhere, Trent, or uh, Mangy. <laughs> yes. Uh, on, that note. on that note, everybody, thank you very much for tuning in and listening. Uh, until next time, my name is Will. And my name is Ming. And you've been listening to another edition of the Smodco's Morning Show on Smodco Internet Radio at Smodcast.com. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Ming, I don't know if you've noticed, but one of the things we always do on this show is we always kind of have a stinger on the end. Oh, yes. Yes, I, yes I'm well familiar with that. I like it. Every, like- every one of them is unplanned. They're unscripted. Okay. Uh, usually... It's a callback to some point I thought in the show that would be funny to discuss now. Okay. I love this, man. It's like a freaking Marvel movie. <laughs> a little like, bit. On everybody. Uh, except there, this has nothing to do with the Infinity Gauntlet at all. Okay. Like, I'm Quicksilver and you're Scarlet Witch. I like this. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll go with it. Scarlet okay. Witch is cool. Well, what else are you going to compare me to? Am, <laughs> I the, am I the hammer stuck in New Mexico? Uh, I mean, no. No. Not at no. all. No. Um, but with this, I, I really don't have anything to call back to. I mean, other than that, how do, how, how do you uh, feel about the wonderfully awkward experience uh, of trying to do a Skype show with a co-host? Um, it's weird talking and not looking at anybody. Uh, and Usually I prefer not to do it, but it's, it's, actually, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's like talking on the phone. With, the, uh, you know, it's like talking on the phone with your long-distance girlfriend, I guess. Hey, baby. Yeah. What are you wearing? Well, uh, uh, let yeah. me let me tell you right after I click this button. Yeah.